Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for wherever you are, and welcome to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. My name is Chandra, I'm your host, and it's an odd time that we find ourselves in right now. At the time of recording, we are in the, I guess, the first few weeks of the global pandemic, which is COVID-19, and it has been what can only be described as a bit of an emotional roller coaster. Uh, and it's going to be something that's going to be really interesting to look back on, you know, a year, two years, five years, ten years from now and beyond about how different countries and how different people responded to the situation. And I think it's something that is a very individual process. And even for myself, I've been noticing a a real um, change in how I'm feeling, perhaps on from day to day or within a certain day. And certainly with the clients that I'm working with, both as private clients and in my group program, I'm noticing that different people are responding in different ways and it's having a different impact on different people at different times. And so I think I wanted to do this episode as a way of giving you some resources to help support you through this specific situation, which is you know, the COVID-19 virus and its impact on socialization, people working from home, not socializing, not going out, etc. And to recognize that this kind of change has impact beyond just the observable fact of the change. So beyond the fact that we're being told not to go out socializing, not really to go outside unnecessarily, not to interact with people, to be um, mindful of how close we stand to strangers, all, all that kind of thing, to be moving from going to workplaces to having so many people working from home. They're some of the observable impacts and changes that many people have been hit with. And then there's the ripple effect of all of that, of having multiple people trying to work from home, often in confined spaces. And if you've got kids as well, that's a whole nother layer. So there's all of those observable changes, which in and of themselves produce a certain level of change and stress and unfamiliarity. And then there's the whole underlying impact that sometimes is not as obvious at first. And I think that's the area that I think I really want to be focusing on in this podcast episode is to help you realize that those surface level changes also have an underground impact. And it's important for you to be aware of that and to be doing what you can to manage that change, that process, that impact as best you can. The reality, I think, is that 
we're all going to be having ballyhooey train emotional roller coaster rides and to accept that that's okay and is normal and to be expected I think is step one in the process but also to start to become a little bit more overtly aware of the impact of the change how it's showing up for you and what are the things that you can do that can help you through this situation as as best as you can get through this situation. Uh, for example, I did a, a an online workshop last week for a work group who had sort of suddenly been in a situation where they were being made to all work from home and they're a very social kind of work environment. And so for a lot of them, they just were really struggling to adjust to that as well as the movable feast that the current situation is kind of creating on a daily basis. For some people, they have partners who have either lost their job or been stepped down, hopefully temporarily. Uh, We've got people that have got questions around whether their kids should go to school. We've got people who are, you know, very much extrovert and really missing the energy that they get from the social interaction that they get from going to a workplace or going to cafes and things like that. So there's a whole lot of things going on in that particular work group. And so they asked me to to come online and to do a workshop to, I guess, support their team as they start to work out, okay, this is the new normal and how does that feel and what works for me and what doesn't. And out of that, there were a couple of key takeaways. And so I, I, as a result, created a a free resource, which I'll tell you about in a second, uh, which could be useful for you. But the one big takeout for me And the message that I really wanted to communicate to that group and to you as you're listening now is that amongst all of that change, there's the one thing that you actually can control, that you can influence and you can manage is your own mindset. And it's not necessarily easy, however, it is your responsibility. And maybe that's one of the first things to manage is accepting responsibility for managing your own mindset when there's so much that's going on that is outside of your control what can happen with that is a few different things depending on who you are and what other circumstances you're facing at the moment it can be easy to just fall into a heap and you know be frustrated angry upset about the fact that there's decisions being made for you about what you can and can't do. And that might trigger a little bit of your rebellious nature to not want to be told what you can and can't do. And I've seen that definitely play out in a few people that I know. And it can also be not just about rebelling against what you're being told to do. It can also be about just actually taking responsibility for what is going on in your own head and to do what you can to manage that as positively as you can. And I'm not suggesting that anxiety is not a real thing. I'm not suggesting that stress is not a real thing and that you should try and just sugarcoat and Pollyanna your way through any of those challenging times and feelings. Not at all. There are support services that are out there to help you if you are feeling like you're experiencing some of those challenges. But on the most part, what I really want to be encouraging you to do is to start to adopt a belief to take on responsibility that you actually are responsible for how you feel in any given moment and that you can change that. 
sometimes people find that a little bit harsh or controversial or challenging. But the reality is that there's a great deal of self-empowerment that comes from you actually accepting that and looking at, well, what can I actually influence? What can I control? And how do I let go of the stuff that I can't control and really just dive in to doing what I can to manage my own mindset as the one thing that you can manage that no one else is responsible for? That's on you. For me, I am someone who has lived the majority of my adult life as someone who loves learning, who loves personal development and learning about human behavior and all of that. And so some people would think, oh, well, this is going to be super easy for you if you, you know, have been that kind of person. And you know what? Sometimes it is. And sometimes I do feel like I am responding in a way that I'm really happy about because of the commitment that I've made in the past to my own self-development. And then there's other times where, oh, my God, the inner voice and inner chatter is not coming from a very high place. And so for me, what I am trying to do is a couple of things of, of acknowledging that and seeing what can I do to influence what I can and how do I let go of the other stuff. For example, I noticed that last week, the week before, I was really falling into a trap of the habit of over-consuming news updates. And part of me was telling myself that that's because I want to be informed. I want to know what the latest announcements are. And that is important. However, for me, it got to a point where I was realizing that it was not actually really helpful beyond a certain point. And so I started self-regulating what news sources I was seeking out information from and how long and how much time I was spending on them. Because beyond a certain point, all of that negativity, all of the reiteration of you know what's happening and the restrictions was not actually helping me at all and it wasn't actually changing that often after a certain point and so it was just sending more and more danger signals to my mind which triggers the flight or fight response that we all have gets the adrenaline pumping which when then you're stuck at home it's not helpful so for me it became first about becoming aware of the impact that those choices were having on me and deciding what was helpful about that and what wasn't and what could I put in place as some guidelines so that I still felt informed but I wasn't feeding that part of me and that part of my brain and your brain that looks for danger. And that's about survival and many would say that at the moment we are in a survival situation. However, my question for you is, what are the news sources that you are relying on? And what's the diet that you are giving yourself to consume that information? Because over-consuming that kind of food is not going to be good for you beyond a certain point. So I guess that's a question and it's an individual choice to decide what the sources are and how much of it is enough for you. But just become aware of the habits around constant news feeds, scrolling through social media or online uh, forums and try and circuit break that a little bit. And the other part of that is to potentially try and balance out the relentless onslaught of negative news feed to balance it out with some positive food and fuel for thought. 
And that can be from listening to podcasts just like this one. And the fact that you are listening to this one means that you are someone who values that kind of alternative information, who values your own development and sees that you can influence to a certain extent the experience that you have through this process that we're all going to be going through. So what are the podcasts that you want to listen to? And are there magazines that you want to read? Are there other activities that you could do in equal measure to the news and social feeds that you are consuming? So for me, an experiment that I have been introducing is that if I'm going to be watching or reading or listening to about an hour of news updates a day, and some people would be doing a lot more than that, but for me, if that was what I was doing, an hour a day, then I wanted to make sure that I was allocating and spending at least an hour a day consuming other sources of information and inspiration and insight. So whether that was from podcasts, from reading, um, from I've recently restarted my mindfulness coloring in. I found um, the coloring in book that I had from a while ago because we're still uh, out of the house because it's being renovated. But I was really happy I found that and my coloring pencils. And I've started doing that again, particularly at night. And just finding that that's a great different focus point to help balance out against the news negativity. Other people I've been seeing online have been doing jigsaw puzzles or uh, other kinds of art craft activities, cooking, playing musical instruments or learning musical instruments. So what's it going to be for you? How can you balance out the negative feed with some positive feed? The other thing is just start to get curious about noticing what's coming up for you in your own mind to empower yourself to self-regulate. So you're not necessarily going to be able to do it in one foul swoop. However, for you to start to notice, how am I feeling right now? And where did that come from? Because another thing that I believe that sometimes people find challenging or controversial is that feelings come from your thoughts or what you have been focusing on. So if you want to know uh, how you are going to feel 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour from now, think about what you're thinking about and focusing on right now. Because if you are focusing on a whole lot of negativity, then probably what that's going to lead to is you feeling pretty crappy a little while from now. And so you want to be becoming curious to notice what are you focusing on? What are you thinking about? And how does that make you feel? So that you can start to self-regulate and know, "Mm, okay, I don't want to feel crappy anymore. I want to snap out of that. Then the best way to snap out of that is for you to focus somewhere else that's going to give you a different result of how you feel. And I know that that can be challenging because some people will say, well, I don't feel like feeling happy. I want to feel happy now, but in order to have the feeling, you have to take the action first and the action is going to come from what you're focusing on and the decisions that you're making. So it's a little bit of that loop. Then the starting point of that is to be becoming aware of how are you feeling and acknowledging that. So that's a really important piece too, is not to try and pretend that you're all fine and it's all good. I was doing that for a bit of kind of like, oh yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And then I was realizing, oh no, actually maybe you're not feeling so fine. And so I spoke about how I was feeling with Mick 
my husband and a couple of other people and just acknowledging actually these are some of the feelings and the thoughts that are coming up for me right now. It actually enabled me to acknowledge those feelings and once feelings are acknowledged, often they will dissipate or go away or change. So you could try that out. Step one, acknowledge, you know, recognize and acknowledge how you're feeling and then start to experiment with, all right, well, if I want to feel something different, maybe I can focus on something different first and then see how I feel and create a different kind of loop. So there's some of the suggestions that I've got for you in terms of food for your thought for today. And that resource that I created that uh, I really hope might be useful for you and as a podcast listener, hopefully it'll be extra useful for you, is that I put together my top 10 podcast episodes to help manage your mindset during change. And I just put it together as a little quick reference document so that you don't have to scroll through the feed. You can just have that document, a little overview of each episode, and you can click on the button and have a listen straight away. So I'm going to include the link to that resource so that you can get that if you would like it. But the URL is thetransitlounge.com forward slash mindset. And I'd love for you to check that out and perhaps share that link with others that you know who may not listen to this podcast yet and who perhaps uh, would benefit from having some different food for thought to balance out the negativity diet that we've all been uh, indulging in for the last couple of weeks. So that's it for this episode. Wanted to just jump in and give you some of those ideas so that you can step into that headspace of managing your own domain, which is everything that happens inside your head and in your body. They are things that are in your control. So check out the free resource, have a listen to a few episodes and do your best to manage your mindset through the next week. And I'll see you in the next episode.